today, mental health issues on college campuses really go under the radar. As a college student myself, I find this troubling as I think conversations about mental health are fundamental for a thriving campus. Nevertheless, this isn't the case in today's collegiate society. Oftentimes, conversations on mental health get swept under the rug, aren't taken seriously, and fail to provide support for those that are struggling. I began to do research into the mental health of college students to gauge how accurate my sentiment is. What I found was that this sentiment is unfortunately true. In light of this discussion, I'd like to bring attention to the mental health crisis amongst college students currently. Mental health issues have become increasingly more prevalent with today's collegiate population. According to statistics provided by the Clay Center for Young Healthy Minds, 73% of students experience a mental health crisis in their time in college. Furthermore, the Clay Center for Young Healthy Minds also states that more than 80% of students reported feelings of overwhelmedness and nearly 45% reported feelings of complete hopelessness. These can be attributed to the often hectic and stressful coursework and curriculum that students are tasked with managing. It's important to recognize the idea that college students, although deemed adults by society, are not in fact adults just yet. The human brain does not fully develop until the age of 26. So it's crucial to give our students more leeway in the classroom and lower such harsh criteria and deadlines for the benefit of their mental health. When mental health struggles are not properly addressed, it can lead to a far worse problem, the taking of one's life. Unfortunately, poor mental health among college students today heavily correlates with suicide rates. Compared to the national average of 3.9% suicide rate amongst those aged 15 to 34, the rate doubles to roughly over 8% for college students. This is simply heartbreaking, as this is a strong indicator that mental health needs are not adequate and are simply not being addressed. Sharp numbers such as this show that universities aren't providing the services and resources necessary to meet the needs of students struggling mentally. Sadly, the national average for medium to large size universities ratio of students to mental health counselors is 1,000 to 1. Universities, thus, should prioritize the creation and implementation of mental health platforms and resources that are easily accessible to students. They also need to focus on hiring more mental health staff that's readily available to serve the needs for students on campus. This movement should be followed with a directive that focuses on the importance of self-care. According to Dr. Jameson Kirk of the University of East Tennessee, students' mental health improves best when an emphasis is placed on self-compassion or the caring of oneself. Universities can implement this correctly. Positive results toward college students' mental health will surely improve. In regards to the mental health in an actual classroom setting, there's an ongoing issue that revolves around a lack of communication between the student and the professor. Jordy Decker, a grad student at, H at UBCO, best illustrates this in a TED talk I watched to help further my research. She draws attention to the overall lack of transparency in classroom settings, as professors can often label students as a number in an attendance sheet instead of as an individual. On the other end, students forget that professors have lives outside of their profession and can sometimes assume that they're in teacher mode all the time. In turn, Jordy communicates a strong desire for both parties to collaborate with each other in order to best implement new curriculums and guidelines that will benefit both the students and the professors. 
Having a network of communication such as this can ease the stress students often feel from an unforgiving workload and the tension that can potentially arise from a lack of relationship with a professor. These different outlets of research gave me an understanding of the lack of attention that college students' mental health receives and solutions to combat this problem. However, I became interested in an aspect of this that was unaddressed by all of my sources. What effect does social media have on college students' mental health? I feel this is a part of the discussion that is just as important and needed given the prevalence of social media in a typical college student's life. With the presence of COVID-19 related issues, social media usage among college students has become even more prevalent than it already was. In combination with isolation, a lack of time with family, and the stresses that come with the virus, it's been interesting to see how all of this factors into the mental health of college students. After conducting more research and doing some primary research of my own, I've come to believe that social media, when used in an appropriate amount, can be beneficial to the mental health of college students. Yet, when used excessively, social media can serve as a stark hindrance to college students struggling with their mental health. Firstly, I'd like to discuss the positives. According to the National College Health Assessment, when social media is used appropriately in a frame of two hours or less per day, social media can serve as a healthy escape from the stresses of class and day-to-day -day life. It also attributes to more benefits, such as enhancing the community experience. This can be seen in students who are active members of online communities, boards, and forums. Additionally, social media is an outlet that allows for anonymity. Students have the ability to express their struggles with others who combat the same mental health issues while being able to maintain privacy. This is a crucial aspect because it allows students to help each other through their struggles without having to worry about judgment from others that might shed hate. Some students also lack outlets in their personal lives, whether it's because of family issues or relationship difficulties with other friends and loved ones. So social media can serve as an outlet for those who need someone to talk to that shares the same experiences they do. On the other end of the spectrum comes the negatives. These are usually what's attributed with social media usage by college students. These include decrease in interpersonal communication, worsened feelings of isolation, procrastination, and poor time management. These are all valid criticisms that arose from a study conducted by researcher John Chang from the University of Texas at Austin. What he also found was that this correlated with high usage on social media. So in theory, if time spent on social media is controlled, these issues can be mitigated. This brings me to my primary research, which involves the results from a survey I conducted from college students. From my findings, I was able to find support for social media's ability to serve as a positive toward college students' mental health. According to the results, 40% of respondents reported a feeling of comfort and a removal of stress when using social media. Furthermore, 77% of students felt that social media serves as a great outlet to enhance connectivity and community amongst fellow college students, which is really outstanding. I also found that 60% of students feel safer with anonymity on social media because it allows them to have a voice without the fear of identity being released. Finally, when asked to rate social media's ability to serve as an outlet for mental health awareness and its ability to have conversations that promote mental health on a scale of one to 10, 47% of students rated it at a seven or above. These results were really encouraging 
as it furthers the notion that social media has a place for helping those who struggle with mental health in the college setting. Granted, this should all be taken into consideration with the fact that the usage of social media was still high, and this in turn garnered some negative results. For instance, 74% of respondents also reported feeling lost in class and behind on coursework due to extensive social media usage. Also, 51% of respondents reported feeling insecure about themselves due to the idealistic nature that social media can have. These negatives correlate with high usage of social media, as 68% of students reported an average usage of two to six hours per day. On that note, it's important to control how much time we spend on social media. Just like with anything, too much of anything cannot lead to something positive. Thus, it's important for students to have a gauge on how much time they're spending on social media and have honest reflections with themselves on the impact it's having on their mental health. Statistics show that two hours or less of social media usage a day is ideal for reaping the benefits it can offer for mental health. I've personally found this true as I began to limit my time on social media once I began my first semester of college. I'd encourage all college students to do the same and watch improvements in their mental health follow suit. Thank you for listening and may the day be filled with joy.